now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. I am here tonight to be the host of this show. Yeah, I am. So this is Avalon. Hey, welcome to the show. I hope you guys can uh, um, hang out for an hour, give or take. We're going to listen to Avalon as all this websites roll this out. All the colors of the rainbow. They're watching the archive. Feel free to fast forward through this all the voices the if you don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sean. We actually have lots of news every word of every story. and some very unsettling news, actually. Every star and every sky. Every corner of yeah, it does. Lives to testify. If you're paying attention. Uh-huh. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I will give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. Better than testifying to hate. From the mountains to the valley. From the rivers to the rivers to the sea. There he is. Every hand that reaches out. Every hand that reaches out to offer peace. His peace of okay. Every simple act of mercy. Thank you. Every step to kingdom come. All right, Bareface is taking over the song now. All the hope in every heart will. But love has done For as long as I shall live I will testify to love I'll be a witness in the silences When words are not enough With every breath I take I will give thanks to God above For as long as I shall live I will testify to love By the way, this is Avalon from a long time ago. Testify. All right, Bareface. We're going to come back and do the... For as long as I shall live, I'll be witness in the song of my life. The words are not enough. Every breath I We'll give thanks to God above For as long as I shall live I will testify I will testify I'll be a witness in the silences When 
testify in, in in the silences when words are not enough yes that's really a profound lyric you know because sure. what, what it's basically saying is there's sometimes you testify without saying a word um adjust your i know camera hold on wait hold on he's gonna adjust me yeah he My big fluffy hair, people. <laughs> Randall Such likes my hair as big as the house, you know? Mm. Um, anyway. <laughs> yes, testify and silences and words are not enough, of course. Say what you will about him, but the, you know, Francis, St. Francis of Assisi is credited with saying, you know, preach the gospel at all times using words if necessary. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. All right. Hi, people. Okay, so here's the thing. I see Mia. I see, I think it's Don. 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 It's Don and Sean and Jones and also whoever's over on YouTube. I guess, I guess uh, Joey got thrown off Periscope. Can you believe that? Can you believe Joey got thrown off? Well... They haven't thrown me off yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. So I would like to open up with a personal comment first. So my friend Paula, who is in Legal Shield, she posted this question on Facebook. She said, happy Friday, FB friends. I'm curious. Emoji. What's one thing most people don't know about you? Smiley face and tongue sticking out. Emoji. And um, I will share with you now one thing most people don't know about me. <laughs> when I said this out loud earlier, Randall's like, the mole on your butt? And I'm like, uh, I have a mole on my butt? I had no idea. <laughs> that's, that's supposed to be funny, okay? God. Some of you guys are just a stick in the mud. Just That's saying. most people don't know because you didn't even know. <laughs> just saying. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say, and that I revealed for the first time on Facebook, literally 10 minutes ago, if that, <laughs> was that most people do not know that yours truly had has had plastic surgery on my face. Mhm. Mm yep, there is actually a true story there. You know, you know what it is. This, 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 this will change your life forever. Just knowing this. First of all, put a one in the chat box if you knew this about me already. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever actually shared this on the air, so I don't know. Mhm. Mm I believe that you have, have over I? the years. That uh... we'll see. We'll see. You know. A former number one super fan might know about this, but we don't know. Zero. No. Sean doesn't know. Barb says hi. 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 
And we, yeah, and hey, Magnus, you're back. How you doing, buddy? I was thinking about you. You're live. That's a good thing. Hey, Magnus is back. That's cool. Yeah, we missed you, guy. Yeah, we did. Sure. I, I was actually thinking about you a couple of days ago, wondering how you're doing. That's good. Yeah, our cat said hi. All right, well, let's see. Okay, so. Yep. Yeah, you're back. Okay, cool. Y'all have to let us know how you're doing. Send me an email. Stuff. Anyway, so so one thing that I have never shared. Well, maybe I have. I just don't remember. That one, one thing. About, I have had plastic surgery on my chin. If you look really close, you have to. You got to look really close right here. Not that you all care, but. But when I was a child, I flipped over, I, I took a, a, a pretty serious tumble on my bike and went chin first into the concrete and just pff, dragged my chin through, uh, yeah, anyway. So yeah, I went to the hospital and got plastic surgery on my chin. Yep. And they did a good job because most people would never know if I didn't tell you. All right, anyway, so let's talk about the news, okay? A lot of people are, are coming in for the news. And um, I am going to share with you first a couple of things. I'm going um, to share with you. Earlier this week, I received the following message. And I'm going to pull it up. Hopefully this is it. I should have pulled this up ahead of time, but I was too busy watching information about the Star Wars themes. Um... Is this it? Yeah, here it is. Okay, so I got an email. I got a message on YouTube from somebody named Lisa, who wrote, "Please stop using my brother for the content of your platform. It is still under investigation, and all of the supposition from all of these so-called friends is painful." <clears throat> so this is that. This is uh, from uh, Phil Haney's s sister. Um, so she asked me not to talk about her brother on the show anymore. Um, I don't know if she really is his sister. I found her on Facebook and it kind of appeared that she really was. But in the event that you are Lisa, his sister, what I want to tell you is that it's highly weird to me that somebody would hunt down a little show like ours and make a comment like that, especially when we're supporting your brother and supporting everything that he stood for <clears throat> and trying to get out the news in a truthful way um, as opposed to the lying liberal fake media out there that's trying to say that he committed suicide because he didn't commit suicide and anybody with a brain knows that. So, uh, so we will continue to talk about this. In fact, I got a call last night and I mentioned this on my Facebook page. I got a call last night from a friend of mine I've known probably 25 years or so, <coughs> approximately. Really? Have we known each other that long? Let's see. We lived there 14 years plus 7 here. What? What's that? 14 and 7 is 21, right? Okay, maybe 21 years. Uh, anyway, from a friend of mine who's a vet, veteran, and also who has served in um, public office and who's very astute biblically. And anyway, long story short, he called me up and at the end of the call, he said to me, just so you know, I'm not suicidal. And in the event that I die, just so you know, it wasn't suicide there. And he wasn't kidding. And there's a lot of people out there, I believe, that know a lot of stuff. And I think 
that we do live in perilous times and I do think that we are in the end of end times and if you watch our show with any regularity they are you already know that but one of the things that I just want to reiterate over and over and over again is that for the believer God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind and you know it's really easy to get afraid of stuff but what I can tell you is that as a Christian, there's no need to fear. You know, the Bible talks about in Psalms, you know, one of the psalmists said, you know, what can, what can man do, do to me, right? I mean, sure, men can kill each other. They can torture you. They can kill you. They can, I mean, they can do lots of horrible things to you. But one thing man cannot do to you, but God can, is send you to hell. And that option, actually, God gave you the opportunity to choose. So it really isn't even God sending you there. It's you yourself sending you there by rejecting the free gift of, of salvation through G Jesus Christ alone. So we don't have to be afraid. And if we're looking at Israel and we're looking at all the other things that are going on in our world, as Christians, this time in history, you guys, is awesome. Do you realize next week on Saturday... I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Kinley, the author of this book, Interview with the Antichrist, His Hour Has Come. And what I can tell you is that the first part of this book is kind of written like a novel. But Jeff is very biblical. I mean, he's a retired pastor. I, I think he's retired. I don't know. I have to, I have to double check that. But, but we don't have to be afraid, you guys. And the good news is that people are looking for the good news, right? People are looking for the answer. And, and there has never been more time in the history of the world in my understanding I could be wrong if somebody out there I know fact checkers you can correct me but there's two things that are happening now in the world that I don't think ever in the history of the world has ever happened number one is the rise of persecution Christians all over the world are being persecuted now more than ever in the history of the world number one and number two there's more evidence than ever in my opinion in the history of the world for the validation of the scripture and who who Christ Jesus is. And so I think that we as believers have a mandate to be bold, to stand up and to go with God. And you know what? Stop the nonsense. Stop the parroting of the liberal media and the fake media out there and the fear media, the fear mongering media. And you know what we need to parrot? The words of Jesus. That's what we need to parrot. The words of the of the gospel, right? To go, therefore, into all the world and preach and make disciples, right? That's what we need to do. And people are starving for that. You know, the Bible says that if you look out, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Look, look, it's white for harvest. Some of us are going to sow. Some of us are going to reap. Some of us are going to reap where we didn't sow. You know what I mean? So we have an opportunity of a lifetime to go and share the gospel, you guys. And that is the best news ever. And as a Christian, it's exciting because I think that, <clears throat> you know, we could get all caught up in the affairs of the world, blah, blah. But really, what good does that do to you? You know, um, one thing I've never understood is a miserable Christian. <laughs> I just have never understood that. Because, like, how can you be miserable when your sins have been forgiven, right? When the God of all creation calls you to himself and said, Hey, you know what? You down there, I see you. 
I know you. I know the numbers of hairs on your head. In my case, there's a lot. You know, but I love you. I really love you. You, I made in my image so that my glory could be shined through you. And what man has done to mar that image or has tried to, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God cannot be overcome with evil. And he does not tempt anybody with, by evil. He just doesn't. So we have a lot of hope. You know, we have a lot of hope. There is a war on mankind and the war, there's a, even, there is a, a, a assault for sure on Christians because we are there bearing the truth of, of who the Lord is. And uh, there's a lot of false teachers out there. There's a lot of falseness out there, which is why you need to be in God's word, you know, every single day if possible. And you got to, you know, hide that word in your heart so that you don't sin against the, you know, I wonder, I'm just pondering here, but I wonder how many people are concerned about sinning, sinning against God. They think about that and obsess about that more than they do the coronavirus. <laughs> and I saw the question. All right. So the coronavirus, I brought this up on my Facebook page too. Um, and you know, I've been watching, you know, commentators on TikTok, and I've been also watching the headlines and I've been kind of following this story for a while. And if you know me, I typically don't like address the hottest topic issues unless I find some value in it because most of it's pablum for the masses. It's just like, here, let's take that and eat it, you know, <laughs> and, and it, what I'm more concerned about is like, what? Okay. So like, this is the coronavirus over here. But meanwhile, over here, <laughs> they're doing something else, you know, and I'm wondering, like, what is it over there that they're that they don't want us to know because they're throwing this up here so obvious. So I personally don't think that we have anything to fear. OK, um, and here's the one thing, you know, I mean, they're, it, they're, it's pretty you know, I mean, you're going to die at some point, right? You know, we don't know how we're going to die. Maybe, maybe we're the generation that will be raptured out of the, the earth. That would be awesome. You know, some, some, maybe some of us will, will be that. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that'll be a part of the rapture. But, um, I want to read some comments from my Facebook page. So, uh, I asked the question, are you concerned about the coronavirus? Why or why not? So Joey Gig Giggles, uh, former, formerly apparently here on um, Periscope, said 61 cases all contained. Our president has a handle on it. Definitely not worried. I will take precautions by getting an N95 mask, but this, this, this so-called mass hysteria is under control. I agree with him. Um, and then Natasha said, God is still on the throne. I'll continue taking care of myself by eating right, proper sleep, and buying the N95 mask if need be. Adam Nally, who is a doctor, said, nope, he's not concerned at all. Stacy said, I'm not concerned about the virus itself, but I am concerned about the possible hysteria it could bring. I'm praying for wisdom about creating an emergency stockpile, what to buy, how much, etc." Uh, Alice said, not really. I'm concerned for my South Korean students, though. I am heartbreaking broken over the Chinese people. I have seen some allegedly sneaked out videos from China. And to me, it was the beginnings of the horrors 
Rev talks about, I don't oh, Revelation, I think is what she's talking about. Um, Peter said 80% of cases are mild. Sheila said, no, I'm concerned what is being covered up. My, my point exactly, Sheila. Um, Mark said, not concerned. I'm a retired microbiologist and it appears flu is worse than this new coronavirus. Audrey says, I'm concerned because we're being lied to. So I'm taking the precautions. I don't think that's a bad thing as there is nothing wrong with being aware and doing our part. I'm not living in fear though. I watch and listen and play it smart. I know who my king is. Roxanne says, no, I know how to wash my hands. Matt says, absolutely not. No one in America should be. Steve said, nope, it's not as bad as they make it out to be. By the way, Steve is a uh, retired security cop guy. Uh, Aaron Chambers, who's a pastor, he said, I'm preaching, I'm actually preaching a sermon on the coronavirus on March 8th. And after a ton of research, I'm not concerned. And, and Aaron's actually been on our show before. Um, Kelly said, no, um, no, what I'm concerned about is that Muslim woman in office. She's the devil. I probably wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but, uh, Debbie said, just like any virus, wash your hands, keep your house disinfected to kill germs. Linda says, because it's hype, the enemy will keep us hyped up by impeachment. Now the virus, and then what will it be? God is in control. We don't have to worry. Lisa said, I'm only concerned with this being the third time this country has started a new virus. When will they be stopped when they actually do kill off our race? Well, Lisa makes a good point. I do believe that, you know, there are nefarious people behind the scenes. And I do, I do believe in Agenda 21 where... Bill Gates and his ilk want to wipe out a big part of the population that's part of the end times thing. Dean, my pickleball buddy, says uh, here, if I live great, I die, I, I die greater. What's to be concerned about? Stacy said, this is a different Stacy said, I'm concerned with people who lie about whether they've been abroad, on a plane, cruise, that kind of thing. Containment is paramount. Mike, my tree-cutting friend, says, what is coronavirus? Uh, Tracy circled some stuff on a graphic that I can't read. Oh, actually, it really is listed on Lysol. Not, so, not so. Oh, so she, she posted a picture of a graphic on the Lysol can where coronavirus will be killed. And I actually saw that. Actually, I heard that on, on TikTok. So that's actually funny. Gina says, no, they just do the usual steps. We've had several with flu for the last couple of weeks, so that's more of a concern. Denise said the coronavirus has been around since being discovered in 1960. Today it was announced that 81% of people will have this virus and have no or mild symptoms. I posted a great article today on my page regarding combating the coronavirus. Uh, Rachel said, not at all. Obviously, I use common sense as I do in any other situation, but it shall not come near my dwelling place. Be anxious for nothing. Then, of course, I also think the media and political hype on this virus, mainly from the left, is to come against Trump. They have no shame. Beth, my friend, says, looks like I'm the minority, but I believe it is something to take seriously. It's not it not only can be deadly, but it also can affect the economy and disrupt our daily activities. I will be happy to be wrong. By the way, Beth is liberal. <laughs> I'm reading this off my friend's page, just so you know, my friend Beth is liberal. Um, Miranda said, not really. I'm more concerned about catching strep throat and the flu. Those two things have been rampant here in Ohio schools. Even 
had to shut down for days because because of them. So it's funny to just say, you know, I pretty much everybody else is conservative that answered that. So Beth, I love her. I play pickleball with Beth. In fact, we call her Pickleball Beth. <laughs> anyway, so that's my, my thoughts. Randall, you have any thoughts on the coronavirus? Corona. As <laughs> that guy that comic says. And by the way, oh. thank you all for responding to the question. And I'll look over here. And Magnus says CERN, which very well, yeah, I don't know about that, but but you never know. As the originator of the virus? I don't know. Um, I'm not that familiar with it, so I really can't comment. I know that it, it is being blamed for the downturn in the market, uh, primarily with companies like Apple, who depend on, you know, uh, much of their in the parts the their inventory of parts you know come from China and because apparently you know people not being able to work there um, there's a delay in shipments and so I really don't know so for the past 30 seconds I've been talking about yeah something in which, which I know little or nothing about okay so that's so all now... I have to say what we're going to talk about. Okay, wait. Let's see what Barb has to say. Other venues have exploited the relationship with him, specifically you know who. People should claim the scripture that if we consume any, any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. That means anything, not just poison. I just heard that they are putting fetal cells in the vaccinations. That worries me more uh, than well. the disease. It was told on Rick Sanchez's show on RT. Okay. Well, hmm. thanks for that, Barb. Because, you know... Well, yeah, I, I you have more time to watch stuff than me, but, um, but yeah, you know, but again, it's like, why fret, people? I mean, yeah, we all have problems, but I want to share this video. Do you have that pulled up? Which one? The drag queen one. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, so um, there's two little videos we're gonna share with you. This comes off from Infowars's website. And you, you guys know InfoWars has pretty much been banned everywhere, right? You want to they... start with the article or go straight to the videos? No, nah, I think we'll just go to the videos because I think they're pretty self-explanatory. So the, um, the first video um, shows a drag queen. And look at the little girl. This was on TikTok, by the way. Some, somebody got us off TikTok. Um, but then the second video, we're going to play a drag queen um sharing and what he has to say is going to shock you i guarantee it all right so check this out i don't know could you be the one to call when i lose control thoughts is when i saw that was 
was, um, what the hell? You know, I mean, seriously, like, like who, who's the parent of that child? Actually, the title of this was, uh, drag queen dances suggestively for child while adults clap and cheer. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to read the article because you, I mean, you saw the video. I, what'd you guys think? Did you like it? Did you, did you think it was kind of abusive towards the little girl who looked terrified in my opinion? You think she looks she looks scared. Yeah, and I don't know what this guy whispered in her ear, but you know, he you know, brought her head close and said something and she looked surprised. I thought he kissed her. Well, whatever. Because it, I don't know. It looks like maybe it was a kiss. It's hard to tell from the yeah. camera angle, but I thought in the article it said it was a kiss, but Okay, I don't know. well she didn't look happy in any case. No. So But any time. All right, so now we're going to play a video from Kitty Demure. This is the person's name, K-I-T-T-Y, and then the last name is D-E-M-U-R-E. And this is a drag queen. And listen very carefully to what this man says. You will be shocked. I guarantee it. You will be shocked if you haven't already seen this. Okay. Make sure we got the audio ready to go here. This is two minutes. Don't worry. It's not dangerous or anything. Yeah. What in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage? I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is a, a, an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing. Wow. What do you know? An honest drag queen, you know? And um, 
And I have to give kudos to that guy. First of all, he admitted he was gay, just so you know. And, um, and he told the truth, right? Now, it was, now he would get hate from his community. No doubt he did, by the way. But, uh, for my community, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I think you just argued my point for me. I don't even have to do it. What do you think? I mean, uh, this guy probably isn't participating in, uh, drag queen story time at the you know local public library i mean that those things are just and then the same thing it's probably you know we see all these white people up upper class white middle people that are so you know so non-judgmental and they're so woke and you know not homophobes and you know just pushing their children in front of this stuff. Granted, it's not a nightclub; it's a public library. But if you've seen, which I know you have, Stace, but you all out there, you know, if you've seen any of this stuff that goes on at these um, drag queen story hours in the library, the the prancing and the suggestive stuff, and uh, yeah, so it's, kudos to this guy. Goes by Kitty Demure. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the place for children. No, uh, I. You I, know, consenting adults, whatever. That's between them and God. Honestly, I don't think 18 year old is an adult myself, personally. Uh, I don't either. But, I mean, whatever. Barb says child abuse. I wholeheartedly concur with you that it is child abuse. And, um, and I have no doubt that that girl is being abused none you know why i say that because she can't not be she can't not be being abused try saying that huh i did it people yeah i did um <laughs> she, she can't not not being she can't not being she she anyway if her parent brought her that she's being abused okay just saying that's probably the easier way to say that well check this out uh, yeah. on this thread uh, Kitty Demur, you know, he says, when I was 12, I joined Little League for my dad. I hated baseball. I wanted his attention and approval. It worked for a minute. Children want the love and approval of their parents. I wonder how much of the, quote, gender epidemic, unquote, is a similar situation. Well, I was talking to somebody recently I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. It was somebody at Pickleball. Um, or was it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember. I have I have short-term memory loss. Like, what's today, people? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been hanging out with my dad a lot, okay? And he does not know the day nor the hour. But anyway, uh, I got him a watch. And no, I'm not drunk, just so you know, smart pants. Smarty pants out there in Periscope. You know, you're a weirdo, just so you know, and you look funny, and you're probably sitting in your mom's basement right now, just so you know. Anyway, the um, that's what it was. So uh, we were talking, and they said that they had a, a gay son, and that he was never abused. I'm like, okay, well, the majority of homosexuals have been abused in some way. And there's definitely a disruption and attachment issue there. But instead of allowing them to get help for unwanted same-sex attraction, they're banning the help. And it's like, 
okay so why are you oh that's where it was it was on a facebook page it's all coming back now <laughs> you know waiting a week to do this show takes you know anyway anyway and so the point is is that um read the book after the ball which they have now increased the price to well over a hundred dollars i actually saw one that was four hundred dollars <laughs> if you don't want to read the book just go to my playlist over on youtube and it's called The Marketing of Homosexuality to America. I just took quotes directly from that book and commentated on it. Um, they have planned this from the beginning. That's exactly what they've done. All right, so let's look at now, um, speaking of the homosexual agenda, PBS kids show Clifford the Big Red Dog has now introduced LGBT characters. Yep. Oh, I didn't see this coming at all. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we'll probably find out Clifford's gay. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it says here, the beloved animated show Clifford the Big Red Dog in recent weeks became the second PBS kids series with a reoccurring LGBT character when one of Emily Elizabeth's friends brought her two moms to a dinner party. The series, based on a popular scholastic book character, follows... Which I loved as a kid. Follows... You loved it? Yeah. That's Clifford, right, you did. Big Red Dog. Yeah. The series, based on a popular scholastic book character, follows the exploits of an energetic girl named Emily Elizabeth and her giant red dog, Clifford, who is the size of a house. That would scare me right there, just say. <laughs> it was rebooted by PBS and Amazon Prime last year. With, oh, there's a shock. Right, with, with new animation and new voice, it's, it's within this reboot that two lesbian characters were introduced, although... It may not be obvious to many children. Now, I laughed when I read that because I thought, well, if those children are fortunate enough to still have their childhood innocence, <laughs> then that would be great. Uh, but most kids today have been homosexualized in the media because parents babysit their kids on the media. Anyway, it says here in the episode in question, the big red tomato slash dog bot. Emily Elizabeth holds an outdoor dinner party for her friend, Samantha. When the dinner is set to begin, Samantha walks up to her two moms. Won't you please join us? Emily Elizabeth asks. It would be our pleasure, one of the women reply, replies. Oh, something smells delicious. Samantha and her moms then prepare to sit down and eat dinner with Emily Elizabeth and her mom as Clifford watches drooling, you know, for the food that he can smell with his big nose. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I added that part. The two moms are not identified within the episode, but the credits call them Dr. Mulberry and Ms. Mulberry. In other episodes, Samantha calls each of the women mom. In the episode titled The Birdwell Island Blues, The Big Red World, she calls Dr. Mulberry mom. And in Making Lemonade Out of Lemons, The Watering Hole, she calls Ms. Mulberry mom. Clifford the Big Red Dog is the second PBS series Kids with an LGBT Character. Last year, the series Arthur. Isn't he an aardvark? I believe so. Yeah. Broke new ground when the primary character's male school teacher, Mr. Ratburn, married a man. It was the first gay wedding in PBS Kids history. Recently, Sesame Street recorded an episode with gay actor Billy Porter wearing a dress. Monica Cole, director of One Million's Moms, said in an email to supporters this week, PBS is taking advantage of parental trust. Well, if parents are trusting PBS, then that's a problem. Yeah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that's kind of the point. You guys know. So now you know Clifford is hanging out with two lesbian people. 
Who knew? So, for those who may be watching and see this title, uh, and, you know, End Times Bible Prophecy and, mm-hmm. and headlines or something like that. Yeah, something like that. How does this fit into End Times Prophecy? Well, you're, are you asking me? I am. I'm not the Bible scholar. Okay. However, I will say that it fits because, um, you know, the Bible talks about as it was in the days of Noah, so mm. it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. And the days of Noah were rampant. And one of the big signs in the days of Noah is that, first of all, homosexuality was rampant. Second of all, homosexual so-called marriage was also, uh, was that according to the Tanakh? No, not Tanakh. Tanakh is the Old Testament. No, you so, don't find it the, mentioned the, in there. The other one. The commentary? The yeah. Talmud? Or? Talmud, yeah. That's according to the Talmud, right? Oh. That in the olden days of olden days, be- before the flood, that homosexual marriage was rampant. And that was one of the signs that would come back again in our culture before the end of, before Christ comes back. Well... We're here. I mean, homosexuality is not just legalized in America, you guys. It's legalized pretty much everywhere. And the few countries that still um, condemn it um, are Islamic. (laughs) The irony of it all. Um, You know, and, and unfortunately, there is a great delusion even among so-called followers of Christ because there is a big huge segment of so-called Christians and I don't believe they are for the most part um, who have embraced this lie and it's a complete delusion you know I want to just throw this out okay because I've thought a lot about this Um, and I've mentioned this before a lot there's a book I read um, or listened to was probably I listened to it um, about uh, a famous hacker. This guy was a hacker and he ended up working for the government. And um, in the very beginning of his book, he talks about how when he was a child, he had a party with a magician come to it. And um, his mom had the magician come to the party and entertain the children. And and he obviously it was his party. And he said the thing that struck him the most was how people were willfully sitting there being deceived on purpose and enjoying it. And, you know, if you've ever met anyone who has been in a cult or they literally really were brainwashed and and you've met them and they actually got out of it, <clears throat> they will tell you passionately why they're so vocal about exposing whatever it is. I mean, I have friends who who were in the Mormon church, raised in the Mormon church, right? And they came out of it after they looked through the word of God and, and saw the truth. Um, and they're on fire. They're, they're like, we got to tell everybody this is a big mass deception, right? Um, so, and I, and I think it's sad because people don't realize that they're being brainwashed. You know, and I mean, I had that, I had my own issue. I had my own um, thing. You know, I was a little child being abused, being taught one thing by, um, by my perpetrator and um, <clears throat> some of the abusive things that my uncle did to me, my great uncle, that was who, who was my 
perpetrator, you know, uh, you know, he performed a marriage ritual with me and, you know, it took years in therapy and dealing with stuff before that lie got taken out of my head, you know, where I could go, oh, you know, oh yeah, I'm not really married to him because there was such a demonic hook in the crap that he put me through um, and the way that he legitimized what he did to me was even through abuse with religion in that regard as well. Um, so I get that. I mean, I get having a, um, a situation where like you were like completely deluded. You, and I don't mean deluded in a mean way, like you're deluded. But what I mean is that the enemy, that is his tool is deception. And it's like, if he can convince people that he doesn't exist, if he can convince people that Jesus doesn't exist, if he can convince people not to follow Jesus, which is his big goal, if he can convince people to murder babies, if he can convince people to have same-sex relations, if he can convince people, you know, whatever, um, then, then he is one and he is the master trickster people. Don't ever forget that. Also, <clears throat> don't forget Ariel Ministries either. That's my sponsor. Yeah. And they're a great sponsor, you guys. Uh, if you guys have not gotten the Yeshua books yet, please get them. Right now I'm teaching a women's Bible study. Well, it's almost, yeah, I guess it's all women. Anyway, locally, and I'm using the Yeshua book as my foundation to teach that uh, about the life of Christ from a Jewish perspective. <clears throat> you know, and it's amazing because if you read the commentary and you understand the, the Hebrew roots of your Christian faith, um, then it makes all the more sense. You'll understand why the Jews were looking for Christ, the Messiah. Uh, you'll understand the conversation. Like I taught on the woman at the well recently, you know, she's a Samaritan woman, um, a half breed basically, but she was well-read. She knew the Messiah was coming because she read the old Testament. She knew the signs to look for. And when the Lord was there talking to her, by the way, one of the cool things I learned, I can't remember if I shared it on here or not, but one of the very cool things I learned when I was doing this study, and the Yeshua book was my, my um, resource for it, was that when, when Christ came to her at the well and asked her for water, um, first of all, it never says that he, she gave him water, by the way. Um, you know, they start having this conversation, and this is in John 4, and, you know, she... She basically says, why are you a Jew asking me for water? Well, if you understand that in that culture, according to the law or that culture, uh, the Samaritan belief and the Jewish belief system, they could not, neither one of them could take anything from each other for free. You know, a Samaritan wasn't supposed to offer anything for free to a Jew and a Jew wasn't supposed to ask for anything free. And... Um, and so here you have this conversation about living water, right? Uh, it's a, it starts out in the physical world, but Christ, of course, brings it to the, to the spiritual. And eventually, as you read the chapter, you see that the Samaritan woman receives that water, right? Um, but she was ready for the Messiah because she knew what signs to look for. Um, and they have this, this uh, conversation about where the Samaritans worshipped on Mount Gerizim and then where the Jews worshiped in Jerusalem. Um, and the, the, the big reveal there isn't where to worship. It's the fact that in the New Testament, when the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit, 
we can now worship wherever. We don't have to go to a holy mountain, right? Now, what's really cool is in that in the end of days, and during, especially during the millennial kingdom, we'll all be over there in Israel. So that's going to be super cool. Um, which, by the way, you can learn more about if you go to ariel.org. And don't forget to use Bible News. This coupon code is good through the end of March, and then that's it. You guys you won't get any more discounts because um, that's, that's when their sponsorship is going to be over. So we love Ariel. We want you to get all the stuff you can Why we are um, still here, why they're still here with us. All right. Also, hey, I have a thing called Legal Shield. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw this out there. You Look, you guys know this is great legal protection. I want to share with you what my friend Darren, who has been a guest on our show, wrote. He he actually wrote this on my Facebook page unsolicited. I didn't ask for it. He literally wrote this on my page. He wrote, just wanted to give a shout out to Stacy Lynn who helped me get the valuable Legal Shield membership. I have already, number one, created my will. Number two, had them review my company operating agreement, which they provided me great legal feedback and assurance to move forward. Number three, use the Legal Shield app to create a non-disclosure agreement to send to a client. Number four, had them draft a letter to send to uh, Paul's Market, informing them they are liable for Esther's broken arm, that's his daughter, expecting recovering uh, medical fees. Number five, spoke to them on the phone and got legal advice about pursuing that liability. Six, they, uh, they already notified me of a potential class action suit, which surprised him. And seven, I've been banking lawyer hours for them when I need them. And he goes on to say, there are many legal protections and other help the membership provides personally and for a small business owner. Contact me today so that you can get a membership today and be covered and ready to go March 1st. Hey, I didn't ask for that, but what I can tell you is this is why I offer this, this service. It's a great service, you guys. All of that for $25 a month and more, you know, um, and we also offer identity theft protection. And I'm going to tell you that this week I put out a, a article that I'm scrolling through to find it for ID Shield uh, was just given an award. ID Shield wins the 2020 Cybersecurity Excellence Award for identity theft protection. Uh, for um, it says here. ID Shield, a leading North American provider of identity monitoring, theft protection, and restoration technology and services for individuals and families, has been awarded the 2020 Cybersecurity Excellence Award for ID Theft Resolution Service, the gold winner. Congratulations to ID Shield for being recognized as the gold award winner in the ID Theft Re Resolution Service category of the 2020 Cybersecurity Excellence Awards. I know it says this twice, but... And then it says here, um, it says here, see this guy, CEO of Cybersecurity Insiders and founder of the 400,000 member information security community on LinkedIn that jointly produces the awards program with over 500 entries and more than 90 award categories. The 2020 awards are highly competitive and all winners truly reflect the very best in today's cybersecurity industry. Um, and it says here, the Cybersecurity Excellence Awards, latest recognition of ID Shield and the work we are doing to provide the best in-class ID theft. 
resolution is in honor of Scott Grissom, uh, Senior Vice President and Chief Product Officer for Legal Shield and ID Shield. By the way, those of you who are associates and you watch the leadership show, Scott's on that a lot, so you should be watching the leadership show. Uh, anyway, uh, Scott said, we pride ourselves on providing our members with a top-of-the-line monitoring service, including a robust resolution and recovery offering. This process combines the use of proprietary monitoring and a scanning platform that alerts our members if any personal identifiable information is ever compromised or used nefariously. I like the fact that he used the word nefariously. I love that word. Um, Along with our proprietary monitoring platform, we're able to leverage the resources of lawyers, accountants, and our in-house licensed private investigators to restore our members' identity to pre-theft status if any of their identifiable information is ever compromised. Recently, ID Shield was named by U.S. News and World Reports 360 reviews among the best identity theft protection companies of 2020. Anyway, it's, it says a lot more, but I'm proud of that. Just so you know, I am so proud that the product I sell, and I've sold to almost 100 people now, um, won that. I think that's so cool. By the way, I've gotten five alerts myself from ID Shield in the last couple of weeks because they really, really have ramped up even the alert thing. I got one today, actually, talking about um, some stuff. So if you are, are interested in getting covered with it, please don't hesitate to contact me to find out more info. And also, Legal Shield for sure, especially if you need a will or some other stuff. I mean, there's so much more it covers. Um, you know, get in touch with me. And if you want to do it soon, that would be awesome, because I am literally one membership $25 membership away from advancing to director, which is the highest level that you can get to without having a team under you to help promote you higher. And I'm really proud to say that I've worked my, my butt off <laughs> for 20 months and have accomplished that level because of hard work, dedication, and doing the work. And you know what makes me even prouder is the fact that so many of you out there have used the service, you love the service, you signed up for the service because you trust me and um, because I really do believe in this service. It's been around almost 50 years. And what I can tell you is that uh, if you're interested in making money and becoming an associate and want to be on my team, I would love to have you on my team. Um, I can show you how to, to sell this. Um, but here's the thing. You can't just expect money to fall in your wallet. you got to actually go out and do work. If you're sitting on your butt not doing anything, guess what? It's not going to happen. As somebody once said, you get out of it what you put into it. And I put a lot into it, and I'm getting a lot out of it, just so you know. So I am going to throw this out here. All right? I need this one membership. And actually, it's not time sensitive at all. I don't need it for any points. I've got, I'm already performance club qualified for next month. So I don't need, I don't need the points. I'm not desperate for it. But here's the thing that I want to do. Whoever decides to sign up for that membership with me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a gift card for the worth of that membership, that $25 membership that puts me into the director just to celebrate. So, cause I'm going to celebrate people cause you know, the commission structure it starts at $60. Once I hit director, it will be $190. And that's going to help Bible News Radio, which is actually why I signed up to do this stuff in the first place, which is to help raise money for our show. So I don't know about you, 
but I got myself a raise every time I went out there and I worked, you know, and you can do that too, just so you know. So if you want to be that person that gets that gift card and sign up, get a month free from me, uh, just look, just hit me up. Okay. And actually I already have somebody that just messaged me like two, two or three minutes ago. Um, so that's that you can get through, you know how to get a hold of me. And lastly, certainly not least, if you just love us and you want to donate to the show like Sean does and Mia do and other people out there do, then uh, just feel free to just donate through my website. You know, we also are on Venmo, though. If you want to donate through Venmo, you can do that. PayPal. Um, just But through the website is good. Barb, Barb is also one of our uh, sponsors as well, our, our supporters, and totally appreciate all you guys out there that... Um, that love us and you know do that and what i will tell you also is that your donations are way more uh, they're gonna they're they're super valuable to us especially since we're going to be losing our sponsor so uh you know what you donate does help us out a lot so if you like what we do please just you know give back to us that way if you can all right i know that was kind of long-winded wasn't it but hey i'm not here every day <laughs> just so you know all right, we got one last article. Why don't we do the President Trump's most dangerous error? Um, or do you did you want to say something? I don't know if you want to do that one. Um, okay. Well, I with less than two minutes left, <laughs> uh, I thought okay. we could catch the locusts and presidents uh, Trump's most dangerous error. Uh, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow okay. night. Okay, we can do that. But uh, since this is the, uh, you know, we talked about Bible prophecy okay, and yeah. headlines, I uh, would like to close with uh, this, um, yeah, the scripture only. I'm having trouble. Okay. With well, let Bible updating man the, over there. Yeah. Hey, doing and the by stuff the way, on the fly. By the way, when he's wait, before he says this, I just want some feedback from the audience. Just like, you know, all that great stuff I just shared about Legal Shield and ID Shield. Put a one if that you think that's super cool. I mean, seriously, I think it's super cool. And I I don't know, I just think it's cool. Anyway, that's okay, that's all I wanted to say. I just want some feedback on that. Anyway. All right. Go ahead, bareface. Okay. All right, just want to share some of these verses with you all that you're probably familiar with. But if you're not, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, Paul writes to younger Timothy, younger than Paul was at the time. He says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people uh, turn away. And you might be thinking, well, you know, what's new under the sun? That's been the case for a long time, that, you know, there's people who've loved money and been disobedient parents, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, he talks about in the last days, perilous times will come. And this, is, is, this isn't the exception. 
this isn't there there are some people like this um the sense of the text is that this is becoming more prevalent that this is the majority of society rather than the you know rather than the exceptions this is the rule that men will be lovers of self and lovers of money and and the you know and the interesting thing is is that uh having a form of godliness but denying its power that is sure they'll go to church you know they'll be part of this congregation that congregation but it'll be it'll be you know a little form of godliness but denying its power there won't be any uh real faith in that um Mm-hmm. This this be form. It'll be a show, and I, and if you've been to many modern churches lately, <laughs> in in Europe or uh, here in the states, uh, you you'll see a lot of that. Yeah. So just saying. <sighs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, what can I say? It's it's you know. We had a a question today at our potato club about Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. (laughs) You're like, well, hold on a minute. Okay, look, I'm a skilled communicator, correct? For 16 years, I've been able to keep you people interested. I don't know who you are, but... But I know how to do a segue, and what I was going to say was we um, we had this trivia question about, you know, or it wasn't really a trivia, it was just a question. How many of you think Mickey loved Minnie? That was the question. And how many of you think Minnie loved Mickey? Mm-hmm. Anyway, why that came up was because at the end of the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, theme, you know, they would always say, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company, M-I-C. K-E-Y. See you real soon. M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. And then <laughs> Donald Duck. You missed M-I-C. See you real soon. See you real K-E-Y. soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because I like you. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See how we've been brainwashed, people? <laughs> uh, anyway. Because... <laughs> uh, I'm showing my age here. Some of you are too young. You won't even know that, but whatever. Anyway, I don't know who Sonic the Hedgehog is either, just so you know. Um, Anyway, Uh, so with that said, I'm glad you're here. Uh, uh, Just a reminder um, that interview with the Antichrist next next week, uh, Jeff will be here to talk about this book. He's getting a lot of promo from me on it because I love him and he writes good and the topic's fun. but you know what? I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking to Jesus Christ because he's the one that matters. The Antichrist, eh, whatever, you know. So that's it. Okay, so tomorrow night we will talk about President Trump's most dangerous error. Also, we may talk about um, there was Janet Parcel posted on her Facebook page a video from the Oversight House Committee titled the administration's religious liberty assault on lgbtq rights okay this is a three hour three and a half hours actually um uh committee that was done in our government 
And basically what it's about is how Trump has come in and so-called ripped away LGBT rights, but it's also a discussion about how the LGBT lobby has tried to take away religious rights. And there's a new Equality Act out there that needs to get some um, um, leverage so that religious folk can have the same rights as LGBT folk. Okay, that's what that's about. We've talked a lot about this, but uh, depending on how much time I have tomorrow, we may or may not play some of the video on that, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look at it because it's important that you guys know what's going on in our own government. And what I can tell you is that Trump, and I will just tease you with this, Trump's most dangerous uh, error has to do with the LGBT lobby. I will leave it at that. You will know more about that tomorrow. Um, and we'll just say thank you for coming in. Remember, be bold. Stand up, people. And go with God, people, because he loves you. Okay?